Hi, my name is Bridget, and I have never seen Contact. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. As always, my name is Adam. I'm Johnny. And we are joined, as you heard up top, by Bridget. Bridget, welcome. Thank you. Yes, so as you heard, uh, we are here to watch the 1990, I want to say, 7. I just checked it. 1997 film Contact. Bridget, how are you feeling going into this? Uh, I am... Feeling good. I have some anxiety um, because I. It's my understanding this is a space movie in some respects, and outer space as a concept gives me a lot of anxiety. Um, but I like Jodie Foster. Um, I have enjoyed a Robert Zemeckis film or two. So you know, there's lots. Lots to like, lots to possibly dislike, um, but I think there's definitely going to be a lot to discuss. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how much, Johnny, do we want to quell her potential anxiety and confirm how much of this is space-bound or not. I don't know if that's something we should leave up to the uh, the imagination, I guess, going in. Uh, but well, I don't, like, don't want to give too much away. No, no. Again, I... I've also only seen it once. Uh and right. I don't really remember much of it, so I my, my memory probably isn't even good enough to quell any anxiety. But <laughs> right, um, I would I, I would say I, I don't want to tell you anything really. I, I want you to go in like just as blank as possible with this. But I will tell you, don't worry that much. Okay. Um, but I will say that I for me, this is probably going into an episode probably the most exciting episode for me. Ooh. Yeah, because believe it or not, this is like somehow has found its way into like my top 20 okay. of like all time. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, it's grown a little bit over the years, and I don't even remember particularly when I saw it first. I think I was, I don't know, probably preteen, somewhere around there. Probably around the time it came out, like 97. But yeah, it... It does something for me, which I can I can list off, which we'll talk about later on. But in some other ways, I don't know why it's like my favorite movie either, because um, it does have its uh, fans and it people that don't like it at all. So um, I'm curious to see where you land. I'm excited for you, Bridget, because I I, I know you say you, you sort of fear space and everything, but outside <laughs> of the fact of like that, you very much enjoy. The science fiction elements of space. You love Star Wars. You I do. mean you both love E.T. Yep. Um, I take it. Have we talked? Are you a big Carl Sagan fan? Um, not a big or Carl the Cosmos. Sagan fan. I, I do enjoy that sort of thing. Like okay. that, I like. Um, it's sort of it's more like Apollo thirteen style space that really okay gives me stress. Right. Right. Again, I, I, I don't, I'm trying not to give anything away, but I would say don't worry as much okay. as like a, an Apollo 13 type of thing. But I, it is written by Carl Sagan. It is out of like all the, um, you know, 
Well, just non, to clarify, non, just the screenplay is not by Carl Sagan, as far as I know. Yeah, the screenplay isn't, but he has a novel called Contact, which he wrote like in the seventies. Okay. You know, amid all the um, nonfiction books he wrote about space, um, this was a uh, fictionalized narrative story that he wrote, and he's been trying to get it off the ground. Well, you know, he's not alive anymore, but him and Andrewian, I believe her name is, who is uh, like the showrunner of the Cosmos, even then, and the new one that came out recently or a few years ago. Um, so between the two of them, they've been trying to get it off the ground, um, literally, um, for a long time. So um, it was finally picked up uh, somewhere in the mid-90s, and they tabbed some megas to do it. They actually wanted George Miller to do it for a little while, too, of uh, Mad Max fame. Mm-hmm. Zemeckis, I mean, again, I think if you like Zemeckis movies, you know, particularly the 90s style Zemeckis movies going into sort of the 2000s, early 2000s with like Castaway and stuff, um, I think you're going to enjoy it. His movies have just a lot of different elements. Like I'm hard pressed to really nail whether this is a science fiction, a drama, an adventure, a thriller. It has a lot of those elements. So not only am I excited for you about it, but again, also excited for Adam because he hasn't seen in a while. Um, but I'm also excited in general because I think this is a little bit of a departure for us as far as the movies we've been seeing recently. We've been doing a lot of comedies and horrors. We did mm-hmm. like Pulp Fiction. I mean, I think the closest thing I would think to is like this would be like with like a Jaws, you know what I mean? It's like an adventure movie. It's like undisco- undiscovered territory sort of type of movie, you know what I mean? So again, yeah, it has Jodie Foster in it, Matthew McConaughey. Um, but I want to stop there because there's a lot of uh, fun faces that show up in this movie. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to leave it at that. Um when did you see i guess you only saw it once but when did you see it or when do you think you saw it and uh what do you sort of recollect in a non-spoiler sense uh, um well i will say that the, all of the none of the fun faces are cgi motion capture so this is pre <laughs> this is pre that right the, this that is that not version. christmas that, carol that is, or polar express yeah um so this is this is pre that part of his uh of his filmography. So just in case that was worrying you and giving you anxiety, because those faces are scary anxiety, (laughs) but I I I knew it wasn't, we we weren't there yet. Yeah. is terrifying. Yeah. So yeah, that was what mid, mid two thousand. So this is still a few years uh, prior to that. So this is all human faces uh, for those actors that, uh, that will show up. It does have a really good cast list. I'm trying to think I probably saw this six, seven years ago, maybe. For the first time and to be totally honest i don't even think i could spoil it because i don't remember much about it like i know the overall gist of it and i feel like i remember the ending a little bit but not necessarily the extent like i feel like i can see the like the final like you know few scenes like in my head but the context and how we get to that point or the significance of those things i can't really piece together so it's just kind of a lot of scattershot uh memories of it because i like it was just the once uh and i wasn't like you know being like i'll have to recall this someday it'll just be like yeah it was a (laughs) i remember liking it it it. washed over you and went back to the sea kind of thing yeah i like i remember liking it i don't remember hating it i don't remember any like having any ill will towards it or anything like that. So there's not like, it's not right. one of those things where they're like, I have nitpicks and I, mm-hmm. those, those ruin it or anything. Like I don't remember anything really about it beyond I saw it. And I understand the basic, the basic gist of it. Okay. So I'm pretty excited for this too, just because I know it is good. And I remember liking it, but this will be good to kind of like 
try to commit some of those things to, to memory. Sure. Do either of you have strong feelings about Robert Zemeckis in any way? That we sort of touched on, like the mocap hmm. feature. Stuff yeah, that stuff I'm not a fan of. Uh, <laughs> obviously, I mean, it, Back to the Future is the the cream of the crop for me from from him. Castaway was good. I did enjoy that. Uh, but I mean, for me, it's always like if anyone says Robert Zemeckis, my mind immediately says Back to the Future. So yeah, I like. Because Castaway is another one. Castaway has some of that, like, when I talk about space movie anxiety, that... Being deserted. <laughs> being deserted. Like, that's that's actually the anxiety that I'm talking about. And if, okay. when you brought that movie up, I was like, oh, no, that's actually the thing that scares me. Oh, so um, no gravity for you or anything like that? Oh, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. Have you seen it, though? Gravity. No, and I won't. I don't. <laughs> okay. Like, I, okay. Yeah. We'll I don't... I skipped that whole, there was a brief, like, there was Gravity, there was Interstellar, there was The Martian, and I was said no thank you to all of the above. Okay. I like, two of the three. I, yeah. I, I, the Martian is good. Gravity was good, too. I, yeah, I, I believe it. I fully <laughs> believe it. Just in the same way that I believe that, like, astronauts who go up and they're like, I can see the Milky Way or whatever they do up there, and they're like, it's so crazy to see the Earth from that high. I fucking believe you. I don't care to see it. I don't want to partake. That's too frightening. I it's enough. No. Maybe one day this, we'll just this... we'll get you a box of wine <laughs> on gravity. We'll do like the clockwork orange and keep the the eyelids open. Yeah. And uh we'll save that for when we're back in the same room together. That'll right, be right. one of our first ones back so that way you'll have the support. <laughs> yeah, system. I need, I'm going to like I'll be yeah. you'll have to right. like wrap me in an army blanket. <laughs> calm me down. Um but Castaway is a movie I remember seeing when I was young and I was so it's a movie that rattled me to the point that like I understand it is a, a good movie and I know a lot of people like love it and revisit it frequently. That's a movie I can never go back to. Mm. Like and I think that's part of the like, oh, God, space like ooh, um, right. gives me a little bit of anxiety and. But, like, you know, I love, like, Romancing the Stone is one of my favorites. Um, yeah, Who Frames Roger that. Rabbit. Roger hmm? Rabbit's fantastic. I was going to say, I've never, I've never seen Romancing the Stone. I was just going to I was going through his filmography, and I've not seen Roger Rabbit. So if we want to throw that on the list. Yeah. <gasps> oh, um, we have to. Yeah. No so that'll, no that, no that'll be on at some point. No judgment. Yeah. No judgment. <laughs> like, add it to the list. You know, and a Forrest Gump, like, is Which deserves a, the Oscar in 1995. <laughs> deserves yeah. the, the 94 Oscar, <laughs> as we've already established. Um, you know, there's things about that movie that I'm like, ooh, ooh uh, like. About Forrest Gump or? About Forrest Gump, just in terms okay. of, like, the way it has shaped um, some of, I would say, American culture's popular understanding of sort of the historical sure. narrative of that time period. But at the same time, like, it's a movie that, like, if it's on, it's getting a, a four or five commercial break spin, mm -hmm. you right, know? Right, right. But at the same time, I don't have a huge, like, there's so many Robert Zemeckis movies that I enjoy. I do not have the same sort of loyalty to him that I do with, like, Spielberg. You know what I mean? Right. Or, like, and I don't know 
why that is. I think in some ways Spielberg feels like a more accessible director because like you can like he very much it's easier to read the parts of Spielberg like that he puts into right, his movies. Right. Um and I don't know that of the movies that I've seen of Zemeckis that that is there necessarily for him. Um and so even though they're great it sometimes like watching them feels slicker. Right. They feel more slick and not in a good way. Well, it's not I, a bad I, way, but just like, oh, I, yeah. I, I, I will say that um, I, it does to me does not feel like a Robert Zemeckis movie. He made this immediately after Forrest Gump. So there are things that he sub like tricks that he does in Forrest Gump and like little things that he does that that are in this movie. And again, I don't want to get into it so much. We can talk about it after the fact, but it it feels more like a Spielberg movie to me, and that's where I kind of hopefully this makes it feel a lot better for you. Yeah, um, yeah. That right. it doesn't it doesn't necessarily feel like a Zemeckis movie. I mean, he does use a lot of the same people technically, and it's like the he's got Alan Silvestri for the um, the music and a couple other things. So you're gonna hear like you'll hear thing like motifs from like Forrest Gump or you know what I mean? So it's going to yeah. feel kind of like it's a Megas movie in that, that respect, but it's more of, again, it's it, it to me, doesn't feel like it's a Megas movie, but again, we'll talk about it later on, but I think at its core, like if you're just like curious about space or just curious about any of it, I mean, this movie is like for you, like at, at, from like a telescope sort of speaks, you know what I mean? Not from like, I want to get into a rocket and check it out. I want to, yeah check it out from like here i'm cool down here sort of <laughs> um so that's why i think this movie's gonna work for you better than say um the movies that launch you into orbit two minutes into the into the movie like gravity fair enough yeah and i mean to your point about zemeckis versus spielberg and i know it's the that's not the larger conversation you're trying to make but i feel like zemeckis has more peaks and valleys than a spielberg does like there's a lot of Ones that, you know, like Spielberg is typically when when his name is attached, there's a there's a pedigree that people expect and his movies usually rate pretty highly, at least critically. And I mm -hmm. feel like Zemeckis doesn't have that track record. Uh, part of that, I think, is because of the extensive, you know, dip into the motion capture uh, mm -hmm. part of his career. But there's also some that are just like, yeah, this is it's fine. You know, it's like it's fine. Right. Like I didn't see Flight, but I remember hearing it was fine. Uh, I, I saw that. Flight, yeah, I saw that Welcome to Marwin movie, the Steve Carell one, where he, you know, he um, he has like trauma and he takes pictures of like World War II dolls and stuff. Um, and that one was fine, nothing to you know write home about, nothing spectacular. So I feel like he has a lot of those like middling style movies where they're just like, okay, this was okay. And then there's like he clearly has tears, and I think his tears are very very segmented and like you can tell like these are the upper echelon of them and i feel like and not to hype it up too much but i feel like this is probably one of those mm -hmm. as opposed to the it's fine or oh my god i'm not gonna watch it those faces are so creepy yeah, yeah. and it's funny <laughs> this movie actually got a certain interest like after like sort of these movies like interstellar and gravity and others came out where people were like i want to eat up all the sort of space movies i can um so this kind of had like more of like an awakening like like you know not not too recently um so again it's it's kind of like a sleeper because it falls between forrest gump and castaway yeah. um so it's it doesn't have a lot of the talk um and i don't think it really got any sort of academy uh, recognition maybe outside of you know some technical nominations 
Yeah, again, I, 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 I don't want to say anything else without really spoiling it, but I'm, I'm super excited. I mean, this is, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's a top 20 for me, so I, I'm, I'm stoked to watch it again. I mean, honestly, I, I find it quickly, and I found it like where you sort of watch a movie and then put the disc before that and the other uh plus so it's, it was like three or four discs back so it like proves that i watched it like yeah. with like like two months ago you know what i mean so and i don't even think i'm gonna make notes because i've seen it that much so i just <laughs> yeah so no, john but, you uh, have to watch just the upper and lower corners of the frame yeah to i'm just gonna watch those yeah noticed before like forget you everything that shooting happened. star like 33 minutes in yeah um, everything in the middle third you just want to <laughs> swap the extremities for this one that's that's what we need you for on the post show. <laughs> what happened in the upper right hand corner at 34 minutes in? I need to know. Yeah, I think for me, that's as far as like the comments I really have pre-viewing. Or did you have any last minute? No, I'm excited. I'm excited because it's a. I think it is like a big sort of hole, like gap. It's exciting because it's it's a big. It's a top 20 and like it's a movie that people feel strongly about in one direction or the other. So yeah. Okay, I'm, cool. I'm amped. Cool. All right then. Well, I think it's time that we, uh, that we break to watch this. So Bridget, what do you have to say for yourself? Fine. I'll watch it. And we're back. Uh, we have finished watching uh, Contact, the Robert Zemeckis, uh, Jodie Foster film from 1997. Uh, Bridget, you were on our hot seat today. This was your first time experiencing this film. How are you feeling? Are you on the ground? I'm on the ground. I'm in the clouds. I'm everywhere. I'm like Jodie Foster being dropped through space okay. and time okay. onto a beach in Pensacola in space spaceola um see some there, scarring on the cheek there <laughs> yeah yep there is while we're considering like the possibilities of like other universes and things beyond our own understanding i truly think there is an alternate universe in which contact is the movie that robert zemeckis wins best picture for not <laughs> forrest gump like wow. Contact wow. Is the dominant, yes. yes the dominant zemeckis movie and it defines sort of like the 90s and like film and like pop culture and like forrest gump is the like is the contact of this alternate universe and yes. i believe in that universe we have cured cancer the coronavirus <laughs> pandemic doesn't <laughs> exist. Like that is the good timeline. Yeah. Like nice. I this movie was great. Oh, I'm so that's relieved. Two, I I feel like that's two in a row now. We've got we've got really strong, good, positive reactions two weeks in a row. Yeah. I like it. A, well, that's awesome. Streak. Johnny, you sound so relieved. Were you uh, Were you worried? I, I, well, I I I am because and we'll and we'll get into this more, but. The biggest thing that people sort of become detractors in this movie is the last half where she goes into space and mm -hmm. with the revelation that, you know, everyone's this it. The movie is in an immense buildup for at, seems like hours. You know what I mean? It's like, OK, what like where are we finally going with this? What what are we finally going to see? And for a lot of people, that last act, that last scene does not do justice for a lot of people. So 
but for the people that that it does make sense for, like myself and I think Bridget, um, it's it's an incredible uh, movie. I I I I'm so stoked that Bridget is excited about it. Um, and I Bridget, I just right off the bat, I mean, what are your just just let me know uh, what you're thinking about it. Oh, the well, I have this contact has beaten out black christmas in terms of the movie i took like the yes this is great it's win Um, after win for you johnny right it's like you're discovering the it's (laughs) bridget sound is the sound from vega and you're jody foster just over the movie i got got, got, like my headphones on in the beginning and just like hearing the vega yeah Yeah. you're driving that convertible on the walkie-talkie like bridget give them the coordinates to your brain what's going on right now (laughs) yeah and, we'll check the analytics. <laughs> and a lot of it is like not even necessarily like commentary on the movie, but I was just like noting like sort of like high points. Like, you know, let's see. Um Matthew McConaughey is very hot. Um that was <laughs> my initial high point. Um, but they that's a, a roller coaster, uh, which we'll get to when she gets the money. When the thing comes in, when Bill Clinton shows up, yes. when, um, like, just so many things, just so many things. Oh, I'm so, I'm so excited. Yeah. I also wrote, here's another running theme of this movie, which is a, probably another reason I like it a lot. Two times in my notes, I wrote in all caps, fuck men. Because that's yeah, like a no, big, and like, that's another reason why I thought guys. you would love this movie because it's it's very much like 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 women showing men that like fuck you I can do exactly what you've been doing your whole life and getting yeah. education for and everything else and I can fucking do it a lot better than you can yeah and it's not like part of it is it's it's not really framed it's never really explicitly stated that like you know the the reason that Jodie Foster is like that Eleanor is, you know, getting so much flack is not necessarily because of her gender, but like, because she is so devoted and like, she is seeing things this way, but basically every person she encounters higher up besides scary John Hurt, Bill Gates is like (laughs) uh, an antagonist in some way to one extent or another, including Matthew McConaughey. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, he is technically above her in this latter half of the movie as he's advising the president. And so he goes from being that, you know, that friendly face to that adversary like you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Well, let me let, let's just go down the line. Yeah, well, let's let, if anything, let's just start from the beginning, because and, and I would say, too, once again, I'm I'm, I'm wrong. Once again, which I said <laughs> before the <laughs> before we were talking about I'm like, oh, yeah, no worries. We won't just throw you into space right away. Guess what? You get like an amazing, like fucking like My... insane outro of like what it is to be small and insignificant in this world and alone. Um, I for me, that is one of the most engrossing, crazy, cool opening sequences for a movie like ever, in my opinion. My uh, my first note here is it starts in orbit. LOL. <laughs> <laughs> 
Then, all I could think about was Johnny's been like, don't worry, Bridget, we're not going to start you in space. No, yeah, just throw you right. No, cause it's funny because it's like, okay, uh, in orbit, and all of a sudden I'm like, okay, she's getting more paranoid, more paranoid. Okay, now <laughs> she's like shaking on the couch, and now she's like feverishly like pulling the fucking hair out of her own cap. But no, yeah, the minute I saw her, I'm like, oh, fuck, I completely forgot about that. And you were so calm. You're like, I know this movie like the back of my hand. I got no problem. Like, I'm not even going to take notes. I got this. I know everything oh, yeah, about I was this. Like, I was like, fuck. this movie's yeah, so wrong. grounded. Don't worry about it. We start like flat-footed on space, on soil. Don't worry about it. Well, that's the thing is like it, it's probably hard to remember like that sequence because it doesn't like it kicks off the movie, but at the same time, it's like it's you don't still, really. It's still such an amazing bookend or book front. I don't know how how you would say it, but like it, uh, yeah, it's it, it's an incredible start to the movie. But yeah, yeah. no, it, that was a great sequence. That I don't mind. It's like the being in the spaceship. It's like right. having right. anything like akin to a plane crash is more. Right, More and that's kind of like when you, when you were asking about that early on, and I was like, it's not kind of that, but like I knew, like at the end, it was like literally all about yeah. her being alone in the middle of God knows anywhere in space. But oh, uh, I, at, at one point, I was like, wait, is this? Are we in space, or is this like the Universal logo again? Like what? <laughs> what are, like what are we doing? And yeah, then but, it yeah, yeah but even like, if it okay, was, it would be super cool. Like I, even if, like after like two like two minutes and thirty seconds, it was like universal. It was like all right, I dig it. Yeah. <laughs> I always like those alternate openings where it's you know the the studio logo, but it's in a different you know like it's in line with the movie. Oh. So for a second, I was like, is that is that what we're doing here? Is this is, is this the universal yeah. logo still? And then when the zoom out happened, because it was quiet at first, and right, then when right. it zooms out and the music starts and it goes like backwards through time, um, that's when I was like, oh okay, no, no, no this is the this is the movie. Okay, I will say, I will say I will say just on a side note, the best universal opening, and I know it's it's not the best movie, but Waterworld. It's universal, and then all of a sudden, like all the water melts and everything, and it zooms into like like a a, a completely water planet. It, I mean, I don't know if you have you guys seen Waterworld or no? No. no. Oh, okay. We'll add that to the list. But, um, I'll save my thoughts for that episode. <laughs> yeah, it's Mad Max and water. We'll get to it. Um, yeah. but uh, Bridget, so. Starting off, we we outro out to the universe. We mm-hmm. peer into this young girl's pupil. She's uh, looking for her, uh, just yeah. looking for anything really on the radio. Um, Big CB radio, uh, ham radio fan. Ham radio yep. fan. Uh, you know, we got a little Jenna Malone, like, give you just enough to know, like, She's scientifically minded. She's a seeker. Her mother is dead. Mm-hmm. And then you jump to she is going to Puerto Rico. And now she's like investigating this thing. She's had beef with someone else. And like it kind of like there's it briefly flashes back to like when her father passes away. Um, but right. then there's and not a lot of flashbacks like throughout the rest of the movie. Um, and I do want to stop you right there because I don't want to uh, have to come back to this if we, if we don't have to because I think it's a great spot to uh, to talk about this. But that shot when his father – when her father dies and mm-hmm. it's that one shot all the way upstairs and then mm-hmm. into the mirror and everything is – That was is, a great shot. Robert is one of the best shots in the mm-hmm. 90s. Like it's 
it's constantly like on Reddit and other like film uh, forums and everything as far as being one of like, the best like tracking cool shit. Like everyone's like, how the how the hell do they do that? But um, um, it's still such a a, a very cool, very effective shot. Um, it, with the the uh, bathroom window swinging open, and you yeah. sort of like see the uh, the the uh, the picture of her her and her father. Mm-hmm. I always thought that was such an amazingly well conceived shot. Yeah, I, I noticed that one too. I wrote that one down. That one was that was pretty intense. Like, cause I it was an intense moment anyway, just because obviously, like you know, that's her dad dying, obviously, because it's quiet and she's clearly scared. But the slow, like, it was a little weird at first because they're like the slow motion didn't. It almost seemed like she was running in place, and the world yeah, was I mean, that, the running, the running is not quite like on par. I'm sure. But the Again, mirror I, part I, saved that whole – because at first I was like, well, that's a little goofy. But then the mirror happened, and I was like, all right, never mind. This is a really cool shot. Right, 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 right. <laughs> yeah. The speech that follows afterwards that the the priest or whoever, like, uh, gives her, like, about sort of, like, you know, like, there's there's nothing you can do. Like, you know, this is just God's will. It kind of sets up a lot of the the sort of – debate that runs through the film of like you know is does science essentially like fly in the face of like accepting things like uh just sort of on good faith and i think you know jodie foster's character like her sort of rejection of that is one like a rejection of like just sort of a traditional like religious faith which is debated throughout the movie but also i think um a rejection of like uh you know faith means just sort of blind acceptance of sort of things you know and not like a sort of belief that like you are you have an imperative to like do what you can to like make the world a better place to change it for the best which like comes up again when she's having that conversation with tom scarrett where he's basically says like yeah i'm sorry it went down like this like i wish i sort of wish we lived in a world where it could have been you and she says like well you know you have the power to change that like yeah you know um and so she's very much kind of walking this fine line so good setup of like here are the themes we're going to be examining yeah i like um, her response a lot of like well, I, I should have just kept medicine in the downstairs cabinet. Like, yeah, yeah, it's right. God's plan or whatever. But it was my choice or our choice to have all of the medicine upstairs. Like, we no, can she, do she, our she, own thing. Yeah, she she's always thinking practically, practically about you know science and not like ever thinking about like oh like my father just gonna survive because I love him or because of faith or whatever. It's it's always gonna be he's gonna survive because of the medicine in the cabinet. You know what I mean? Like she's very, yeah. You know, scientific in that and that uh in that thinking which brings us back to uh a note i had earlier so initially when matthew mcconaughey shows up and i knew he was he was going to arrive at some point i knew we would be in contact with him um <laughs> i was like he is you know so handsome so charming he's like, a very handsome guy yeah you know and then time sort of went on and you know they're both giving great performances. Jody in particular, no chemistry. No. Mm. Yeah, chemistry. that that. Uh, I, I, yeah, if, if we want to like just start introducing some of the negatives in the movie, I'd say that they don't have the greatest chemistry in the movie. They do both like 
without sort of connecting with each other, introduce the best parts of the movie, which is like the science versus the religion. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, he he does a good part of d- delivering the religion part of it, and she does a great job of delivering the sort of science part of it. Um, but as far as like the romantic end yeah. of it, like it doesn't really, it doesn't work that great. And I've always sort of, I was always like, because I, I love this movie, I was, I was like, whatever. It's just not, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's, it's not, not a deal breaker for me. It's, not, it's yeah. not a deal, a deal breaker for me. I buy it in the beginning, like the, when they first meet in Puerto Rico. I buy it a lot more. Um, the one time where I like, I even wrote down like weird romance. Uh, was because when when he gives the speech about I don't want you to go because I don't want to lose you, and it's like, dude, you don't have her. You see her like every six years. Yeah, right, right, right. I, I mean, I, mean what, I, I can understand like, most... falling for someone like that or whatever, but like, it's a weird line to throw away. Like to to be so impactful when like, dude, you don't see her. Like you guys don't hang out. You met once and then yeah. like <laughs> flirt. And then you flirt every like once a presidential term. Like I don't. <laughs> right. right, right. Yeah. And, and I think I think early on I think he fucked up pretty good where he um like they're laying in bed and they're looking at uh oh the uh, he... the the, the, the no! picture and, and he's like he's like you miss him you miss him right you really miss him right and it's like yeah I fucking miss him like this kid like just all right just just ask me once you know what I mean like okay like you miss him right okay cool. But do you really miss him? It's like, okay, now, like, I'm not going to call you back. Yeah. He comes in super strong, like, right at the beginning of Puerto Rico. You know, I'm, like, prepared. I'm there. He's got, you know, you can see, like, the beach bum. I'm like, yes, this is everything. And then uh, he talks and, like, sort of more time (laughs) goes on. Like, I actually, I have a note that says, is there chemistry or is he just a smoke show? And then it kind of just, like, like, there's, you know, the pulling the photo down and be, yeah, Yeah. like, really pushing a, like, don't you? Yeah, like, ugh, mind your business. <laughs> like, I, mean, I know. Yeah, okay, literally... I, I will say he he said one thing early on. I I forget what it was. It was it was tasteful. It was fine. But then he just he moved it like a step forward. It was like where you saw on her face was like it was very uncomfortable, and that's where she was like, okay, like I'm out of here. Eat whatever in the fridge, and like I don't think I'm ever gonna talk to you again. Yeah, and then like each subsequent like interaction, I'm like, you are not. I know, particularly when, you know, it's all fun and games when they're kind of like flirty and interested with each other. But then like when they go to that like dinner or the ball or whatever, and she goes and buys the most insane dress I've ever seen. And like he like takes her outside and he does the whole suit jacket over her. And they're talking about like faith and like, is it something you can see? Like, and he says, he has this like if it were not Matthew McConaughey, I would send whatever actor delivered the line, prove it to the Hague. Like that's so <laughs> rude. Oh, when she's do you love your dad? Yes. So yeah. rude. Like, send that man to jail. I was and mad at him so- at the beginning because he ruined the good da- I really loved the dad joke of well, that's a that's a big waste of space then. I was like, that's a really, really oh, yeah, funny yeah. dad joke. And then he says it, and it's not that long after we, like, granted, it's 20 years or 30 years or whatever from when we 
know that it was said to her as a child. But like we just saw it five minutes ago, and then he says it, and she just gives him the most passionate bedroom eyes I've ever seen. And they start making out. And I was like, oh, you just ruined that for me. But then it came back at the end, so I was fine. <laughs> yeah. I think, you know, what I wish had happened was, you know, like, all right, they hook up in Puerto Rico. That's fine. They continue to, like, interact with one another. And they realize, like, it's not happening for us chemistry-wise. Like, I'm not, I am not going to call you Palmer. But, you know, you see that sort of level of respect and, like, you know, of friendship growing. And then you can have that reveal of, like, I sabotaged you because I was, I did not want to lose you. I think we need you here on earth or what have you like but it doesn't have to be like i'm romantically in love with you like the the romance element itself is the weak point of that relationship right um, and, and and just and just to say i don't think it's a very they don't push it on too hard in this movie like they don't it's all it's it comes and it goes like it's it's like he doesn't it happens and then he doesn't show up until like Nine minutes in where he's at the White House briefing or whatever. You know what I mean? It's it's mm-hmm. they don't no con- they, 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 they don't constantly him. push that like there's some sort of connection or something, some sort of through line that like like we have to constantly pay attention to the fact that these people yeah. are romantically involved. It's it's not about that. It's about the, you know, making contact with these people and uh, the science of it. So, yeah. And it just like, you know, it feels very you know, like it, it it seems like it sidetracks her character in a way. Not that I feel like she must only be on her mission, but it just doesn't even seem to fit in with what we know of her as a character and like how clearly she feels like the stakes are very high. Um and she's not gonna be like I I don't know. Like Yeah, no, well, no she I, doesn't mean, I mean I mean Bridget, you you're you're on yeah. track. I mean it's like the romantic part of this movie is the weakest part of this movie yep so, so and, and, and bridge bridge i'm just gonna let's start throwing you some softballs a little bit but mm-hmm. um so so we so we so she starts be, uh, getting the contact and everything but i mean the the thrilling aspect of it i mean what i love about this movie that it grabs you by the th- in the beginning it's kind of like okay, it starts going for a, you know 15 20 minutes like her you know introducing her about being uh, you know, a scientist and trying to uh, being with SETI and everything. And then once it gets to Mexico, it becomes like a thriller at that point. Like once she makes contact, it's undeniably like amazing entertainment. Like I, I think that's where when I was watching, I was like, I hope Bridget is like on board at this point, because I mean, it's that's kind of like the on off point, I think. Yeah. No, I, as soon as you hear it come through, you're like, oh, that <gasps> oh the, the, the washing machine. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that's so gripping. And she's like driving back to get it and like trying to get on the radio and telling them and pulling this and pulling that. And then like um, when they realize it's the prime numbers, like that is fantastic. Then, yeah, then we're off to the races and it moves like really quick. I like that, like, there's not a lot of dragging out of like. There's not a lot of fat. No, not a lot of fat at all. We just keep it, keep it moving. 
on the thriller side, another part I really like is um, like when she goes and meets scary John Hurt for the first time oh, on the yeah. plane. Oh, it's, it's, and, and speaking of a podcast universe, we're dealing with John Hurt and we're dealing with uh, what's his face, who's the uh, the liaison oh, for the, the government. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. John Hurt shouldn't go to space. It does not go well for him. No, it doesn't go well for him <laughs> at all. Yeah. Yep. Um, but it's like. There's a little bit of like, you're like, is she making a deal with the devil? Is this going to come back and bite her? And I love that it doesn't. <laughs> Well, especially when later on she gets like the Russian satellite hookup in her hotel or her house or whatever. And I'm just like, what? What is going on? And he's like, it's me. It's me. He's got like a banana floating around upstairs. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I love that. Thrilling. Brian said it was like when the rival chocolate maker approaches charlie and willy wonka it is kind of like that um you know it is like creepy and unsettling you know you have shades of silence of the lambs but then like right it's just like it is it's gratifying it plays it up so well it's so it's so he for how little scream time he has it's it's excellent he does exactly what he needs to do yeah I, Um, i like how it's set up too in the moment where she gets the funding where like yes. she has her impassioned speech and the guy is ready to laugh her out of the room because she wants to talk to aliens. And then all of a sudden it's yes, sir. Okay, sir. Yes, sir. Well, you got your money. And she looks up and she sees the camera and you know, there's some fat cat with his, you know, his right, giant right, check right. behind the street, uh, behind the scenes, pulling the strings uh, as Bridget's pantomiming, pulling the strings. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and uh, while, and while we're there, how about the most extravagant like conference table, like ever, like the, the distance between her and it was like, what is the purpose of that? It's just like, there's so much mahogany wood, like everywhere. Yeah. It's opulence, man. It's That's so, all. What it's so Hadden's opulent. All about. It, it's had an opulence. Yeah. Um, on an airplane. <laughs> <laughs> so then we like, you know, they, she has their <laughs> enhancing the the message and like you like I was so taken aback. I'm like, is that is that what yeah. I think it is? How long did is it that, take? Oh, 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 this I was like, no, no, that's no, no. Oh yes. Did Brian like jump out of his seat? <laughs> he he didn't, but. I like I I really I I was so riveted I wasn't paying attention much to him, um, but I do like that they have a a and like I I am not a scientist I can't speak to whether this is real or not but like the explanation is plausible of like this is like the first broadcast that would have been able to reach this place right, and so right, like right. you're just getting that mirror back, you know I'm like oh. Okay, because you do feel that fear of like, oh my god, like you have the fear of like, what does this mean? And then you're like, well, they couldn't, there's no way they would know, but you're so worried for her of like, oh god, she's been waiting her whole life to get a message from aliens and they send back. No, it's, it's, I, I, that's one of the things I love about the movie is that it feels very grounded in what it, the possibility of what it could be, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That the fact that, 
you know, it it was the first broadcast that happened in the uh, the German Olympics. It was 26 years, whatever, well, light years, all of that. That's why I. It, it's very much a not an, uh, a, a a science fiction uh, movie until obviously we get towards the end of it where it becomes sort of a science fiction movie. But that's why I wanted or <laughs> before we, we were talking earlier that like you were talking that it's, it's a very grounded movie is basically where I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I love in that scene, too, because like I I thought it was a swastika pretty early on. But my thought was like, oh, it's the Latin like symbol or whatever. And the like ancient civilizations would have had that because maybe they, you know, been visited by aliens or whatever. And then I was like, oh, fuck, it's Hitler. Like, they, yeah. they went full on in it. Okay. Right. But I, the, the, my favorite part of that was the fact that James Woods sells it of like, yep, this is the scary shit that we were worried about here at, you know, big government bureaucracy and militarized, you know, country yep. We're we're ready for war now because they just sent us fucking Hitler, our, the country's greatest enemy. They just sent us that. Awesome. Let's go. And he like starts calling in like guys with guns and shit. Uh, yeah, so I, I love the little it's like just it. a slight hand motion of like mm-hmm. like yeah, he almost hit. does the Robert De Niro of like go down yeah. the alley and get the coats. Yeah, James Woods very good at playing a not nice person. Yeah, and, that, and that's why I was saying earlier like I I was like Jodie Foster Matt McConaughey and that's all I want to tell you because there's so many cool and fun faces that show up in this. Yeah, Rob like, Lowe's like, there. Like, for like five Rob minutes. Lowe shows up as the sort yeah. of like religious sort of cornerstone of the White House. Yeah. And it's just such a weird kind of flashback to like the sort of nineties culture wars. Um when things felt much simpler in some <laughs> ways. <laughs> like a longing for a a Rob Lowe type character. But Speaking of faces, you know, we 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 goofed quite a bit talking about like Zemeckis's like later obsession with motion capture and like all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't until Bill Clinton showed up. I was like, oh, my God, like this started earlier. And then I started to think about all the sort of similar stuff that was happening, you know, in Forrest Gump as well. And even when you right. look at. So like when I was telling you earlier before we we uh, went, went to the movie that he he saw what worked in Forrest Gump as far as some of his tricks, like up his sleeve mm-hmm. and some of those sort of like matting in, uh, you know, the president. And uh, I think there's a few other ones. I, I don't know. Um well, there's some several news, instances some news of, broadcasts or whatever. Yeah. I, I was actually looking it up that I guess he saw Bill Clinton give a speech about the Mars rocks speech yeah. that he gave in like 96 and it worked or whatever. Perfectly. It worked perfectly yeah. for what they needed. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're like, he's, he's talking and Jamie's like, did they get Bill Clinton to be in this movie? I was like, I don't think they can <laughs> do that. Cause I don't think like a no. sitting president could be in a movie. Like I just don't, I don't, I mean, I guess there's no law against it maybe, but I don't think that's what they did here. So we yeah. like looked it up and that was <laughs> apparently he said that like when he saw that speech, he was like, yeah, that's, that's a line from our movie basically. So we're just going to use that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think they wanted, I was looking at trivia before we got started. They wanted Sidney Poitier originally to play the president and like yep. that speech came out and he was like, no, nah, we don't need him. Well, I guess he passed. <laughs> Port- yeah. He passed yeah. To, to do the Jackal, which is a, strange movie yeah. um, no, but it, 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 it it worked they did a great sort of way of sort of just moving the cameras and the way they did it it looked legit 
Yeah. Well, yeah, and I like, too, the fact that, you know, because they have Bill Clinton and they have, you know, like, Geraldo and they have Bryant Gumbel and they have all of these, like, there's nothing, it, it almost takes me out of movies sometimes where they, like, cut to the the real-life newscast and it's people right, that you've right. never heard of and they're just random faces on, like, CMN. And it's like, okay, like, I, I can't get what we're doing here, but it's still, like, weird. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it was nice to have something, especially something that's trying to be so grounded, have... A re- the real president at the time and real reporters and real like TV personalities a part of it. It makes it a lot more grounded, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. Tabitha Soren, baby. I I saw her. I noted her. Sorry, I'm like trying to track like sort of where we are. I took us down a Bill Clinton rabbit hole. No, no, no. That's oh, fine. I mean, so that's we're we're we're, we're we're starting to establish the fact that we we we've discovered the uh, the contact, if you will. So sort of the implications that happen afterward and sort of like how you sort of interpreted everything going forward. Mm-hmm. The selection process is really heartbreaking. Like Jodie Foster is like doing so, like so much so well in this movie. Um, but like that scene, like where she realizes she's going to have to be like sort of competitive and essentially interview and audition to like, take part in this thing that she has been seeking out her entire life um, and that Matthew McConaughey is one of the selectors. You know, you see a lot, like, pass over her face as that realization sort of hits her. And then the, sort of when he throws her under the bus during that hearing, it's so jarring. Like, you, I felt, I felt personally victimized (laughs) and betrayed, like, in the same way. Oh, well, when he asked her if you believe in God or yeah, what are you talking about. Okay. Yeah. Do you believe in God? And he like, he's overplaying his hand, maybe a little bit too much, but like he is doing good work as well. Like you can tell, like he doesn't want to ask this question, but he feels like he has to. Speaking of that question, just cause you brought it up. Do you guys think that was a valid question to ask in that? We were kind no. of discussing it here. We were watching it. <laughs> no, oh, okay. no. I mean, I mean, <laughs> the, the old, I mean, the only reason why he asked it because he wanted to save her. That's it. Uh, okay. It, 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 it wasn't for like a, like a, uh, a debate. It was sort of like, I, I want you out of being in the, in, in the front runner for this position. That's it. Okay. So I have a different take. I know that's okay. why he asked it because he knew what she was going to say. But I legitimately think his reasoning beyond that makes it a valid question. The fact that the a large swath of the human race believes in some kind of deity. And if you are going to be almost an ambassador for people everywhere, you should be at least open to all possibilities. Because you wouldn't go there and say say this was God. Like, say she was going to meet God and God was an alien species or whatever. You wouldn't want to be like, well, you're not God. That's stupid. I don't believe in that. Like, I think it was at, at the very least a valid question that she was too dismissive of. I think she could have still gotten her way and gone. I mean, obviously she went anyway. But yeah. I feel like she could have still gotten her way and gone if she had been like, me personally, I do not because I look at things very analytically and, you know, I, I always believe in a burden of proof, but I recognize that there is the majority of the population and, you know, that kind of, you know, thinking, even though it doesn't align with my own, has value or something like that. Um, so I feel like she kind of answered that really wrong, so, but I don't fault him for asking it. 
Yeah, I mean, I I, th- I think her motivations at that point were kind of like that she half wanted to sort of be with him, half wanted to go. You know what I mean? Like, I, I it's weird. Yeah. See, I, in a, in a philosophical way, you know, it's a valid question to sort of ask anyone, like, if you're, you're kind of intellectually curious. Mm-hmm. But, you know, in the context of where he is, and I think much more particularly in the context of, like, sort of, the politics of the 90s it is a very loaded question because there mm-hmm. is no you know you don't have i think people are a little bit more open and accepting of being like you know what well i'm spiritual you know what i mm-hmm. mean and there's not so much back then um, especially and in I, the politics game I mean, oh granted, yeah it's, it's there now but i feel like it would have been a very hot button issue where if you know if there was the 24-hour news cycle the way it is mm-hmm. now there would have been two days after those hearings of like, we can't be sending uh, someone who thinks that the rest of the world's are idiots to space. And that would have yeah. been the knock against her. So, you know, I, he was a dick for asking it because he knew yeah. what was going to happen the second it left his, his mouth. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he should have been asking that to everybody, which he did ask it to Tom Skerritt. Yeah. Uh, and that who then fed them the, the biggest the line, line of bullshit ever. Oh, so you, mad <laughs> when she when she confronts him like Ugh! and i think wait 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 know, i'm sorry back up what 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 scene are you talking about again oh uh, when when he goes when matthew mcconaughey goes to the hotel room and he's like you know like she says like he fed you the line like you all oh, wanted okay, to yeah, hear yeah, yeah right. tom scarrett's response right. to that question of you know, everyone, God is so important. And I think we all, you know, believing in God's will and he's going to help see me through or whatever. Like he gave him basically the token answer that everyone was expecting uh, mm-hmm. in that moment. And he did it right. because he's smart enough to know to be self-serving and to tell people what they want to hear. Cause he's just been like, you know, he's been a bullshitter the whole movie of just like, whatever, it's my way or the highway and I'm going to do things my way and I'm going to get ahead and screw you, Ellie. Like, uh, you know, I'm just going to yeah. keep getting in your way. Yeah. See, but I don't even, I think the, I forget what the character's actual name is, but I think the Tom Skerritt character is actually really interesting. Like even from their first interaction, like he's, a, he's definitely dismissive. He's definitely a dick, but I think there's a, there's an interesting dynamic between the two of them, particularly when she goes like, back in puerto rico she drives down she's like it's gonna run him over and she confronts him like you pulled the funding what is wrong with you like and he's initially saying like oh well it's political blah 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 and then as it gets more heated he says like you should not be wasting your time on this you are so much better than this like he clearly knows she's smart and there's like a respect for her Mm -hmm. which i think really comes back nicely like their last conversation that they have where he's right, right. giving a, he a has half a, he, apology. He has a great respect for her, and just because of government funding and the way things yeah. are allocated, he sort of pushed her aside. But he always knew that if he had rise to the occasion, that she could be uh, the right person to do it. So yeah, so I like I like that he his character is a little bit morally ambiguous um, mm-hmm. in some ways. Or at the very least, like, 
you know, not all black and white. Like he's not a, a James Woods type. No. I mean, I get the vibe from him that, yeah, he has respect for her, but he also looks down on her at the same time. Uh, maybe because she's a woman, but maybe it's because she's not the cutthroat type and she's, she's idealistic, whereas mm-hmm. he's results oriented and he thinks that he's better than her as a result of that, despite respecting her intellect and her work ethic and all the things that she could potentially accomplish. But I think that's why he keeps constantly like stepping in her way of just like, no, you don't have what it takes to get across the finish line because you're you're kind of heading the clouds a little bit. Mm-hmm. No, right. And, it, and I think, too, is the big thing is that like he constantly was like, OK, this this woman is pursuing science fiction like her whole career and all of a sudden before his own eyes that it's now like it's a real thing you know what i mean so he needs to sort of realize that this is (laughs) for all her accomplishments that she is doing the right thing yeah um i did write down um he the line that drumlin is the character's name gives like when he aces the the like committee review um he ends with like uh our most cherished beliefs first, mm-hmm. um, which is like a just like it feels so slimy and mm-hmm. like, like it's inauthentic. Like, what, yeah, and like, what are your beliefs? Because like Ellie very clearly has like these really clear values, and like his are so murky. Like ugh, that line spoke to me clearly, <laughs> you know. And then children of the corn man shows up on the camera like when you first see him on the security cameras i'm sorry i laughed the, oh, the, the suicide uh, bomber oh jake Busey. oh yeah yeah, yes. he, yeah he's a Busey. Yeah. yeah oh he is yeah he's he is, Gary's yeah. son. he's from uh starship troopers and a ton of other things yeah my but my yeah, my, my, uh, my only yeah my my only I mean, not my only, but one of the things I don't like about the movie is that they allude that he's going to do something bad. They could have taken away one more thing out of the movie that showed him that he was going to do something bad. Like they showed him maybe one more. The, the part at least where she one, puts the window up as he's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Okay, this guy is definitely going to come back and do something horrible. You know what I mean? Yeah. If they had not done that, it would have been a little bit more surprising. But. I think while we're sort of getting there, and I hope we're not getting to a head bridge, as far as him being a technician on the uh, the platform, was that something that you anticipated or? I no. Oh, clear, okay, like, cool. That's great. That's I mean, great well, then. like I knew we would see him again, but just like she's like going to the camera, and just like the way it pans, like, and you see him. My shock was genuine, but like my initial reaction wasn't like fear shock. It was like, what the fuck? It's like, a weird silly smile. It, it yeah. just it, it 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 played very silly. Um, and then like kind of like the as the realization sets in, like the movie snaps back and like recovers quickly, or at least I recovered quickly. But uh, didn't see that coming. Yeah, um, and you know, even when you know stuff's coming, like you have that inkling that. Okay, yeah, Jake Busey's gonna come back somehow. Like you don't show him that many times and clearly establish him as a anti-science, anti-LE's position type person in this crowd of, you know, hundreds of thousands of the most random people ever, which I loved all the different like subsets of that little crowd. You don't focus in on him if he's not going to play a part. 
but you don't even have time to think about it because everything that goes on from then on out is important. And so you don't, there, there's not, and this isn't a bad thing. There isn't like that downtime to be like, I wonder when Jake Busey's coming back. No. Yeah. It's just, it's just like you're immediately moving, engrossed yeah. and you're engrossed in it too. Yeah. Um, and, so I, and I love, and I love when he's like, when uh, the helicopter's flying over and he's like, it's turning into a carnival atmosphere. And all of a sudden you see all the people that's there and all the people that are like it's 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 insane it's like you see like the hitler the hitler youth group you see mm-hmm. the the old woman with the 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 headphone with the the the, the direct tv <laughs> uh, yeah. uh dish in the sky and everything and then you see Someone this guy fucking production insurance <laughs> right 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 i love all of that that and again that's that's sort of going into sort of like the Rob, uh, robert demeckis sort of stuff and as far as where he loves talking about like pop culture groups and uh yeah i i, I love that i love that scene where it just tapped into all, all of those different uh different type of groups yeah you had the fake elvis viva the, la yeah, vega the fake elvis yeah exactly yeah because yeah. all those people would definitely be there like all of those types of groups of people would definitely show up oh 100 the yeah. new mexico desert where they've you know they're contacting aliens everyone would want to be every you know group like that would be represented there so i thought that was just a really good like again another grounded touch yeah something that's so in a movie that's so fantastical in the end yeah all right so we're uh bridget we're moving towards the uh the the, the, uh the starting to complete this uh machine if you will where where where, where's your head at as as uh as we begin to put these pieces together and you realize that it's now a transport to somewhere I mean, I knew, like, I'm like, she's going to space. I don't know what, <laughs> how she's getting there. I don't know what this is going to do. But right, she, right. She, she's going to space. We saw it at the beginning. Is she, though? Is she? <laughs> Would you, what do you believe? Um, yeah. I thought she might, like, rock it out at some point. I did. You know what? I liked the touch of her talking to the people from NASA and sort of going over, like, I don't want this. I don't want this. And they have whatever that pill is. Like, take this if you need it. Like, I love that touch, by the like, way, because that's you... such an interesting touch. Because I guarantee that's a real thing. Like, I, I'm sure it's a real thing. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me because he makes a good point of like if something goes wrong out there and you're stranded. Like, but yeah, I'm fucking swallowing this fucking thing right away. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> you can starve to death. Your head could explode from you know lack of oxygen or whatever, or you could just you know, die like, yeah. over a long, excruciating period of time. You could be but, abducted and probed and all these things. You're going to theoretically meet alien life. It makes sense to give astronauts that kind of stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah. But, uh, but Bridget, I was talking about a little bit more about as far as the anticipation up to the test and everything that was going to happen there. I mean, oh. like, yeah, like what, what was your anticipation as far as how the, the test was going to go? um your your feeling about how the um the the actual transport it looked i i always thought that was just a cool unique way of sending someone somewhere and they and they in the even even i mean the the movie was made in 1997 yeah and it looks good now Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) all the effects good too yeah it does look good it doesn't feel dated and not just like, I don't mean in terms of the effects. I mean, like 
in ter- like the conceptual art like it doesn't feel stuck in sort of like this is the 90s concept of the future and like how you would build this thing like it seems like right i don't know it just had like very beautiful and like all the circles going like well and that structure too i mean that's what they have like you know like the zero gravity like things at carnivals or whatever where you like you strap yourself in and you mm-hmm. you know it's a gyroscope like it yeah, yeah. Right, right, again right. it makes even though it's science fiction it 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 makes more sense that you could create some kind of weird mechanism with this very almost you know simple contraption that's been around and associated with i guess space to a certain extent for you know for decades now so it, sure. like it made sense in that aspect uh the one thing though i didn't get about the test is like were they just going to drop the pot in there? And that, like, how would they know? Like, what? Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I think, I think they were just trying to test the sort of like physical aspects of it, that the actual pod would fall through without being damaged, I guess. But Bridget, going into the test of it, did you think, I mean, was there enough red herrings? Was enough things going into it that you thought it was going to go wrong? I mean, well, I knew I was like, she's going to space, God damn it. And I just like I was like, nothing's going to happen with this dummy. There was a little bit like when they start talking about the vibrations, which they bring back up in like the launch that she actually does go on. I was like, oh, something's going to happen here. Like there's vibrations that Tom Skerritt can feel that like the other people like down there like they can't get readings on like something weird is happening and then of course it gets interrupted and the thing gets blown up right. but you that know explosion was cool i mean devastating no it was scary, awesome yeah but it was yeah. like a really cool explosion <laughs> no yeah and, and again talking about like you know uh special effects that it hold up today i mean that that's what probably would look like if someone made special effects today to be, to be quite honest yeah. with you it looked that good There'd probably yeah. be a bit more like debris and stuff, but I didn't think it needed that because uh, I was like I was worried for the people on the ground, like in the grandstands. Are they going to show like yeah. someone get crushed by this giant chunk of it when the like the big wave of dust and smoke and everything like came at the command center? I was like, oh shit! Like, is that going to smash through all the windows? Like, are people going to, you know, is it going to be more than just the crew that was up there that dies? Like, what's what's going on here? Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I almost love the fact that one of the reasons why I love this movie is that it starts off so small and it turns into such a grandiose sort of spectacle on a world scale, like very rapid, not rapidly, but it does it at a very good pace into the fact that like everyone's aware of it, where before it was just one woman just hearing something on headphones. You know what I mean? It it accelerates at a very good pace from there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It does a good job of, like, you know, giving you the scale of, like, the global effect this would have without getting, like, too... Like, you don't get too much. Like, they just give you enough to be like, oh, my God, like, this is a really big deal. But the, the sort of big politics of it, they keep really focused to Ellie's story because that's really what's driving everything. Right. Like, it's not like some you're not uh, like hearing like all about like different hearings and ambassadors and trade deals and stuff like. They just, yeah, the, there's not a backroom it. meeting with Japan about the, you know, the rights usage to the technology or anything mm-hmm. like that. 
Exactly. Yeah, it's not like an, uh, like uh, like what is it? The guy who did uh, Independence Day or 2012. You know what I mean? Where you constantly have to see like, oh, what's happening in Japan? What's happening in Germany? What's happening mm-hmm. in France? What's happening there? It just. I think the newscasts do a really good job of conveying that yeah, stuff correct. for you. Exactly. Yeah, it's it's it does a very good job of sort of conveying that it's 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 on a, a much bigger scale at this point. Yeah, and it makes sense too because like you would have CNN on in these briefing rooms and these science or like you would have the news on. So it makes mm-hmm. sense to overhear those broadcasts of like, you know, the the World Council is a little worried because the representation is largely American in this testing field. Like, but you don't have to go to, you know, a group in, you know, Germany being like, we don't like that there's so many Americans on the panel. Like it just it seems throwaway, but it adds so much world building to the story. So uh, it, you know, it, it doesn't take you away from, again, your focus, like you said, Johnny, of Ellie and her story. And then she gets to go to space. Mm-hmm. Like, I just wrote, she's going to fucking space in all caps. Like, as <laughs> yeah, soon yeah. as like, so, like, she when, gets what, off what, the phone with John Hurt, I'm like... <laughs> yeah, so what did you think about the, the reveal of the second machine and John Hurt secret <sighs> super duper zoom lens on his space so station sinister. camera? so sinister i love it like i love that they kept that a secret how no explanation even better keep it moving like i just every shot you see of it is like seemingly at night it's dark and it's stormy like it you know whereas the first launch pad i guess you'll call it was like in the daytime and cape canaveral and sun and very optimistic like the setting of the second launcher like matches the energy of like we're really we're we're absolutely going into our uncharted territory like and this is our last shot setter hmm? and the, and that this is our last shot yeah like, this is right. we we don't have a secret third one <laughs> this <is> yes <laughs> um so, we will not be sending the dummy up it, it, you you are the dummy right. um so, Bridget, how did you feel about her sort of like when you knew it was her and she started walking across the catwalk towards the uh, the pod? I So when we were talking about earlier before and you were like, I'm so like against like space and being alone and everything. That's where I was like, I because I because I. I think when you going into this, you thought that maybe it was going to be a lot of, in space. Yeah. But that's where I wanted to make sure that maybe that most of the movie is on Earth. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's grounded. It's all mm-hmm. about the happenings. and Yeah. Well, I knew but, like just based on like the point we were in the movie, I'm like, we're, I'm not going to have to go. Th- I'm not going to have to deal with a, a, a sort of her being stuck, her being cast away, that sort of thing. We were we were close enough to the end that I felt I was safe. Right, um, right, right. But even even outside of that, the movie does such a good job of putting you in Ellie's corner of like, she really wants this. And even though I would hate to go to space, like I would be like that little girl being like, Daddy, don't go. Like, mm-hmm. I yes, like, let's, I want it for her so bad. So it's so triumphant, like as she's going across and she's getting in. Yeah, that sequence is so masterful. It, like, it's because it... Once she gets up there, I don't think it hardly breaks to everyone in the command center. It's like it's 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 just her going in, and when she sits into into that uh, into the seat and she yeah. looks at the door closing and it just seals up like 
like butter and it's like it's gone like the door's gone and it's like oh fuck like what <laughs> yeah like and and then uh the camera like doesn't work anymore and it's they do such a good job of making her like feel alone mm-hmm. i really like uh, the way that she snaps into the chair like i really like yes. the suit oh and how right. it's got like the specific mechanisms, which again illustrate how alone she is, because she's just like like strapped in and like locked into this chair, which technically isn't even supposed to be there. But I just mm-hmm. loved the way that like the whole thing just kind of fit together, and there was those little slots, and they just line her up perfectly, and it, like it sucks in, and it, you can hear like that latch that to it. Snap. Right. Yep. And then I love you even later on, where it's like you realize that that wasn't even necessary. Like, none of that was necessary. Like, she could have done it just sitting in the room because the whole thing just buckled and flew up to the ceiling because the aliens, whoever set this up, never intended for you to sit in a seat whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Yep. Because it needed to float you down. <laughs> um, I like a nice touch. Like, the whole leading up to her being launched to... As, like, the thing is powering up and, you know, the whoever is, like, leading it, like, pulls out the abort mission button for a little bit. And Palmer is there and her friend Kent is there, who I think, by the way, she has better chemistry with Kent than she does with Palmer. Um, Can can we stop for a minute and talk about Kent? Like, he's such a good character, supporting character in this movie. And he's got the dog, like, hanging around with him all the time. And Yeah, well... I love the fact that, like, he's there listening. Like, he doesn't work for them, but he's there listening, and he's the one who says, like, she's fine. Do it. Do it. Right, like, right, right, that yeah, is such it, a yeah. great payoff of their It's such a great scene. Yeah, exactly. It's such a great moment. Um, when he ultimately knows, too. Like, like I'm wondering, and I don't, I'd like to hear what you guys think. Do you think he actually heard her saying that? Or he just right? knew so badly that she wanted to go and that she was destined to go and do this and fulfill all of the hard work that he knows that she's had and just was like, yep, no, I hear her. She said go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I had that same thought. Like, I don't like because I think it really could be either way. I mean, his super hearing was on display earlier when he like True. heard the underlying frequencies that got them to the TV and the audio from the TV. Um, so, like, the discovery was a lot his, too, because mm-hmm. they wouldn't have got that TV part without him and his hearing. Um, yeah. But it does kind of leave a, a, an open-ended suggestion. Johnny, you've seen it more times. Is that something that ever crossed your mind, or is that a thought that, that you agree with? Uh, not particularly. Yeah, I mean, no, no wrong I, answers. I, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I, I it's got to be no. I, I always thought his intentions were good, and I always thought that he was always on Ellie's side, and I always thought that, like, yeah, that he always thought that, you know, he was on hit her, her side. So, so that brings us to the beach. Well, mm-hmm. can yeah. we back up a little bit? Oh yeah. Can we, <laughs> yeah. Can we talk about the whole uh, worm tunnel and everything. The whole thing in going into it was that just a. Uh, that looked like fun, honestly. That looked mm. like a lot of fun, yeah. Like, I would go I think on that's that ride. What the hyperloop is gonna be. That's yeah. The, the Elon Musk hyperloop. I'm pretty sure is gonna feel. Like. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. One of the great moments I think in this movie is where she, where it it goes black and she's she's you know breathing heavily, 
and she takes the flashlight and she looks at the uh, the galaxy through which is like a transparent window. Mm-hmm. And she has such a like like an amazing epiphany is a realization of what life is so like it's such an, an incredible moment see that was almost the only part i didn't really enjoy of that whole sequence like i, I didn't that's okay. so really good i don't know what it was like i like the the epiphany moment but just something in the delivery of like words i have no words i, was I like, mean oh. sure yeah the delivery wasn't like great but i mean it's it's, yeah, it, that's a rough it, it's, one. It's 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 supposed to be profound and no, I, I get I, I, and, and I and I bought into it. So yeah, I just like I was taken out for just that split second because I didn't like I don't know if it was her face in the delivery or like the single tear or the like her voice inflection. Something about it was off just enough where I noticed that more than the the impact of the scene as a whole. But everything leading up to and after that, I immensely enjoyed it. It was just that like one little moment where I was like, ah, but then everything else was good. Right, right, right. One thing I thought about too, like as like she's being like rocketed around, and then there's the moment where, you know, the crackerjack compass comes out and it sort of floats out. It's like this movie did not come out in 3D. Like this is not part of that like <laughs> No. Like, yeah, my my free like three like, D Vanguard, but I was like this. That was when I was like, damn, I wish I had seen this movie in the theaters. Like, I would love to see this like on the big screen. Yeah, that. I, I mean, definitely like the first part of it would have been fucking amazing. Like the the intro part of it would have been amazing seeing in uh in theaters. Yeah. But um, yeah, the Cracker Jack part looked, I don't know, nineties three D. Yeah, yeah, at, at, at best, but yeah, I think um, when she gets to the beach, it's such an ethereal, amazing sequence to me, and and that's where, like I said, that a lot of people lose this movie because they want to see an alien, they want to see like civilization, they want to see something crazy. But at that time, at that at at that um, point in the timeline, and we're talking about like two hours and I don't know, twenty five minutes into the movie, what do you really want from the movie at that point? You know what I mean? It's like this is it, it's an it's a great it's 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 a great answer to the movie to be, be quite honest with you. Where I'm getting at, I mean, yeah. it's a great ending. I so I had mixed feelings. Like we got to the beach. I was like, okay, all right. And she's like walking around and, you know, the Silvestri like score is coming in and I wasn't totally in, like I even wrote down, like, I don't know how I feel about this score. Like it's not, it's not doing enough for me. And then the figure starts to approach her and then, you know, it becomes her father and they start getting into it. And she has this sort of, conversation of like they have this conversation about how like well we figured we would come to you this is the best way to understand it and like she's clearly like volleying back and forth between like like i am having this very emotional personal moment and this is also big and huge like in terms of like what this means to humanity um and then like the her father slash the being like 
gives the line about like humanity is capable of so much and the score comes back in and i had to make a note i'm like no the score is great the score is perfect mm-hmm. like i was like it was like oh my god oh my god so i was prepared to not buy in and i was realized i was like no i i'm i'm sold on this i yeah. like this and like the sort of like like I need, I need proof. Like I've always like this is how I've lived my life, and it's like, well, this is just how it is. Like you're not gonna have it, but it'll right, be okay. Right. And then she snaps back. Yeah, um, I mean, I I uh, I gave this movie to a, a friend in uh, when I was working in uh, New York City uh, years ago, and uh, he had said that ninety five percent of the movie is fucking amazing, and then the last like world the whole beach thing like killed a form like like so it's like that's where like the the detractors come in is they don't like the sort of not mm-hmm. seeing what they mm-hmm. came for you know what i mean like they wanted to see some sort of alien or whatever but i i to me i think it's such a, a, a good ending it's, it's it's the perfect ending for this movie so when I get I get that criticism too. I don't I don't subscribe to it. I agree that it's was the the way it is now is probably the best way because if you took this and as we've discussed a movie that feels even in its most fantastical elements still pretty grounded and then all of a sudden you'd have to come up with an alien design that somehow wasn't so jarring that it took you out of it but wasn't so humanoid that it you know it felt like you didn't go far enough. I feel like doing it this way and especially from, you know, the explanation of like, yeah, we do this for everybody. Like we, you know, we're the ambassadors of the, like we're the, the first stop on the intergalactic, you know, like trading outpost or whatever. Right. Um, you know, we're your, we're space Ellis Island to, you know, to a certain extent that Ooh, like, yeah, we are, we are here to make your understanding of this situation as easy as possible and to do that, we come to you in a form that is not going to scare you. Because if they were some horrible, disfigured creature, that would scare large swaths of the galaxy, probably. Because they'd be like, what is that? Oh, my God, I'm so scared. Is it going to hurt me? Right, is it going right, to do right. whatever? So to have it be a being that has shown you nothing but love and fills your heart with joy, that obviously is going and, to and, bring and they, you in, hopefully. And, and they, do, they, do sh- they do show like parts of the fact that there are highly intelligent people in that sort of like wormhole where she sort of like it's like midway she goes they're alive and it shows like a fucking civilization like on a planet like a sort of like at a uh you know like that's right yeah so it 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 stops a couple of times to show that there's actually some sort of like a highly intelligent civilization beings going on mm-hmm. um before it goes into the sort of Pensacola dad stuff. I also like that they like are a sort of upfront of like, cause she asked them like, did you build this? She's like, and the being is like, no. And we don't know who did. It's just been here of like, we are somewhat in the same situation of you of like, we also have these unanswered questions. And I like that. They also mention like, not everyone answers the call. Of, like, Mm -hmm. there's this sort of, like, emphasis on, like, answer, like, you may not have one, but it's important to, like, be seeking and, like, asking these questions out. 
nice little bow on all of the the film's themes. Right, right. So now, at any point after she comes back, did you were you skeptical about whether or not it actually happened, or do you still feel that way? Well, I wasn't before. Although I know it's like definitely like the film gives you a little bit of that but i was like all in i have been i was in her corner from the start like you could have told me she like killed someone on a hit and run i'd have Mm -hmm. been like they should have crossed the street faster like i don't (laughs) that's not my problem i'm in love with ellie so i was very much like i believe her um Mm -hmm. and i think you know the movie does a good job of leaving it open-ended of like maybe this was just a hallucination and then they give you the uh 18 hours of static reveal which is nice but even if that had not been there i would still be a believer in like she made it through Mm -hmm. oh no doubt in my mind for me i was questioning it a little bit because again the only thing i remember really like as I was watching, I mentioned before that like I didn't remember much of the movie and watching it, I was like, did I actually see this movie? And until it wasn't until they got to like the platforms at the end that I started remembering things. I was like, maybe I just walked in on someone watching this and I just remember the last like t- half an hour. I don't actually know now. Um, but like for me, it was I wasn't sure that it 100 percent happened just because like, you know, clearly she had a nasty bump on the head and fell right through. But who knows? Um, something was obviously going on beforehand and there was obviously like everyone saw the big beam of light and everything. So something clearly was going on in there. Um, and it wasn't until the Angela Bassett 18 hours, which lined up with the earlier testimony of how long she felt like she'd been gone, um, that I was like, okay, this is pretty, I think it's pretty definitive to the point where I, I I kind of wish they didn't have that just so it would be more Mm open-ended, But I don't know. I mean, I'm sure some people would argue it. I don't know how you could argue that it didn't actually happen when that's in there. Because, like, why else would the camera have recorded 18 hours if she only turned it on when she got in there and the anomaly started happening? Like, it wouldn't wouldn't be that, I wouldn't think. So, uh, but part of me does wish that that wasn't there, just so that way it would be more of a, a discussion of a what do you believe kind of thing, which would fall in very well with the themes of the movie uh, but i don't i don't fault it for putting that in there and i it, it's still nice that it's it's pretty definitive and it put james woods in his place so yeah when she's testifying sorry i'm just gonna keep talking about how great jodie foster is in this movie but she does such a good the like you are you want to start sobbing but you're sticking it through and you're like you can't you want to yell but you can't because you know you're gonna burst into tears like mm-hmm. right if, ugh, ugh. no she, she she plays such a good vulnerable mm-hmm. part a very smart intelligible female character but she doesn't let the people around her bully her whatsoever, but she's very vulnerable at the same time. Mm-hmm. I loved her admission of, yeah, it could have not happened. Yeah, it could have just been a weird hallucination brought on by all the waves of whatever and radiation and who knows what. Like, yeah, it could have been. And I just love the, like, 
hush of the crowd of like the because like every, you know, every, everyone like having their own little asides to be like could you believe it she just said oh, she said she could and i love that whole reveal and then being like but in the end like i can't say for certain one way or the other like i can't say mm-hmm. it didn't happen i know what i felt and i know what i experienced so right. i i can't prove that to you but I also can't say without a shadow of a doubt that you're right either, because that also doesn't align with what I experienced. So I don't know. No, yeah. And, yeah. and that's a testament to the uh, the movie itself that it, it it provides both answers. It it Do you want to believe that Ellie actually uh, went and saw her father or do you want to believe that she saw it in her head? Um, the fact that it recorded 18 hours is obviously moving towards the direction of the fact that she actually, it actually happened. But, um, I love, I mean, and there are theories and all the other shit on Reddit and other that, that, uh, you know, hadn't like produced the entire thing somehow or whatever. Yeah. I mean, for, for, for me, it's, it, I mean, for, for everyone going to this movie, it's, it's all about, do you believe, do you believe, do you have the faith that she actually happened, that all this actually happened? Um, it's I don't know I, I that's why I love the movie it's 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 such a a muddy uh, hazy uh, I don't know interpret interpretation of it yeah and I like that the film has like a couple places where it could have stopped and it would be okay you know like you could almost stop when they get back and it's like Ellie you haven't been gone for eighteen hours uh, or you could stop at like. She gives her testimony and walks down the Capitol steps and people are like, we believe um, you could stop when Angela Bassett says, like, it recorded 18 hours of static. But then you have this additional ending of like 18 months later and she's talking to a, a field trip of kids and, you know, asking them questions and like, you know, very clearly, like, for me, at least, it's like clear that you know her faith in what she saw and what she's ex- she experienced like was not shaken like it's because she looked like she was a little bit on the ropes after mm-hmm. that congress interaction right and like she just seems like more fulfilled and like she sees the constellation in the sand she's like yep that happened yeah and, like, and it shows that's that a nice satisfying ending well, yeah, and it proves that she her career wasn't ruined because that could easily be a thing where people are like, I don't believe you. You're a crackpot. You were probably in on it with Haddon the whole time. Like, don't even come through our doors looking for funding. You're out of here. Yeah, and Alex Jones that that was... is, like, screaming at her. Yeah, so I'm um, glad that she got the happy ending, even if the, you know, the results of her experiment could be construed as ambiguous. I think that it's mm-hmm. still a happy ending in that she gets to go on doing what she's doing. She's clearly, you know, having an impact on the next generation and, and all these kinds of things. Any, uh, any final thoughts from you guys? I don't know, Bridget. I want to hear straight up how you love this movie. I, you know, I just, I just liked it. No. Um, Oh no. (laughs) No, I enjoyed it was to someone who's not very STEM oriented. It felt very smart. It 
felt grounded emotionally. It paid off. As a moviegoer, it ticked all the boxes. And you think you're going to be watching it again soon? Probably. Probably. It'll it'll be in the rotation. Hell yes. Nice. Well, I'm, I'm very Adam. excited. For, I, I liked it. I, I I feel like I'll remember it more this time because I feel like it was paying attention. And honestly, I thinking back on it now, I probably just walked in on someone watching the end of it. Because <laughs> uh, like that's really all I could remember was this like the stuff of her going to space. I don't remember a single thing from before that. So part of me just thinks that I just watched the end of it. I honestly don't know. I'm questioning my own memory. Um, but no, I, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. Uh, I, you know, we touched on some of the stuff I didn't like, uh, but those were very small pieces, almost nitpicky, uh, cause none of those derail, uh, the rest no. of it. So, um, yeah. So I'm, I'm excited, Bridget, that you, that you've now found your new number one, uh, favorite film that you've been on the hot seat for. That's exciting. Yeah. Hopefully each time it's, I mean, not necessarily the new number one best one, but that Bridget, is this really number one so far. Um, well, it beats I the did Santa really Claus. like <laughs> it beats the Santa Claus for sure. Um, I'll have to sleep on it because I did really like Black Christmas as well. But I feel like they're different enough that I can love them both equally, but in different ways. Okay. Fair enough. There you go. Uh, well, I think that'll do it then for this week's episode of Fine, I'll Watch It. Remember, you can find every episode of Fine, I'll Watch It every Thursday morning at 9 a.m. on Google Play, iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Spotify. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. So let us know what you think of the movie Contact. Uh, did she really go to space? Uh, did she imagine it all in her head? Uh, have you seen it before? What other space movies and Robert Zemeckis movies do you like? Uh, let us know on Facebook and Twitter at Broken Clock Pods. Uh, but once again, for fine, I'll watch it. My name is Adam. I'm Johnny. I'm Bridget. Thanks so much for listening. 